The Word of Outlaws schedule is out, and we'll dive in to talk about what's there, what isn't, and what it means going forward. We'll also preview Gateway and talk Chili Bowl entries. Let's go. It's Thursday, December 1st. I'm Justin Fiedler. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. So not long after I posted Wednesday's show where we talked about the World of Outlaws dropping the spring California races, the series just went ahead and released the 2023 schedule and in doing so confirmed basically everything we've been talking about. Uh, after Dirt Car Nationals in February, the sprint cars will return to Volusia in early March for rounds number three and four, um, actually rounds four and five, uh, which exactly coincides with Daytona Bike Week as we talked about re- uh, yesterday. From there, it's two weeks in Pennsylvania with extra stops at Port Royal, Williams Grove, and Lincoln, and then a southern swing that includes Talladega and Magnolia before the schedule then basically returns to its usual form. Along the way, we have just one completely new track on the schedule with Ogilvy Raceway in Minnesota set for an early June date. Tracks back after long absences include 81 Speedway, Tri-City Speedway, and Babs Motor Speedway in Pennsylvania. There are also still two TBA dates, uh, October 20th and 21st. We'll have to wait and see what ends up going in those slots. With the series only going to California in the fall, a number of tracks out west will now be without an outlaw show uh, completely in 2023. That includes Tulare, Merced, Bakersfield, and Paris. Uh, which were all on the spring schedule in 2022, and several of those tracks have kind of become staples of the Outlaw schedule. Definitely a bummer to lose a bunch of those California bull rings. Uh, that fall trek out west is just a tick more than two weeks and includes three nights at Skagit, Grays Harbor, three nights at Gold Cup, Hanford, and Placerville. It's nine nights of racing in 17 days. So don't let anyone try and convince you that the series doesn't listen to the teams. We've documented schedule and purse changes in the past on the show, and 2023 has now been directly affected by the feedback and what the teams want and don't want. No spring California run and a condensed fall slate out west are exactly what the full-timers wanted. If you go back to the Sheldon Hoddenshield interview on Sprint Car Hub, he mentioned if we're going to go out west, it needs to be more condensed, more races in a shorter period of time. And that's exactly what the fall swing is. The other interesting note to take away from the release schedule is the King's Royal weekend. A year ago, it was four nights that included the historical big one. For next year, only two dates for that weekend are on the outlaw schedule. The Doty is on Tuesday at Attica. And then Wednesday and Thursday are open right now. But Eldora tweeted yesterday they are finalizing additional nights. An announcement is coming about what's going to happen on July 12th and 13th. They said to, quote, prepare for an event that is unprecedented in the world of sprint car racing, unquote. So now we've seen it and the reactions, per usual, are mixed. Some like it, some don't. There are plenty of complaints about this track or that track or this part of the country. There's definitely comments about the loss of the California races. There's too many shows at Williams Grove, not enough Indiana races, why in Wayne County, etc., etc., etc. Remember that it's not uncommon for tracks to come and go on a rotation from year to year or every couple of years. But also, these are business decisions. If races aren't well attended by fans and competitors, then they won't last long. Another consideration and one that I need to ask some of my connections in the industry about is how insurance affects some of these racetracks. If World Racing Group or whatever series can't get their insurance companies to sign off on particular facilities, then they won't be included on a schedule. It's something literally nobody talks about publicly, but it is something that has been a problem in the past for some tracks. 
And there's also the thought here also that maybe certain tracks don't want Outlaw races. That doesn't get talked about enough either. Uh, to go along with the Outlaws release, I had a question in my inbox yesterday from Cody who asked about the schedules becoming more and more uh, regionalized among the various series. He wanted to know why a series like the Outlaws doesn't expand to other geographical regions and try and build a base there. He mentioned the Southeast and then states out West as examples. Instead of working towards placating the full-timers, why not try and build the sport out in other regions? All good questions and good points. I think the answer to these questions is kind of a bit layered. First, there have been races in all of these regions that he mentioned at different points. We've seen them race in Arizona. We've seen them race in New Mexico, Montana, and plenty of states in the Southeast. But when you end up at some of these races with 19 or 20 cars, and that 19 or 20 cars includes 360 guys showing up just for guaranteed cash, who then pull off in the first lap or two, how long do the series and tracks take a beating and a loss before they just cut bait? There's no guarantee that running in Montana for a few years is going to jumpstart the sprint car scene there. I guarantee, or I agree, I agree that it would be certain uh, that it would be great to see certain divisions expand to more non-traditional parts of the country. But it's hard to justify the investment when the outcome is in no way guaranteed. The series hit the regions they do because they know they can be successful there. That's why Knoxville and Eldora and now Williams Grove end up with so many dates, because they can get the cars and the fans to show up. Brian Carter made it clear on his Wing Nation appearance that they are selling tracks on having full grandstands for these races. If they can't be sure that that will be the case, then you probably won't see them show up. Uh, thanks for the email, Cody. Feel free to use the comment section below to talk about the Outlaw schedule release. This is kind of the first big domino to fall in big-time sprint car racing for next season. We'll have the All-Star schedule later today. And then from there, we'll have to wait on High Limit and then the Outlaw Platinum Agreement to see where all of this ends up. In St. Louis today, the Gateway Dirt Nationals get underway inside the Dome with the first of two prelim nights. Split fields are the name of the game for Thursday and Friday with full programs on tap. Uh, they culminate in a 5,000-win race for the late models and a 3,000-win feature for the modifieds. Thursday and Friday's results will then set things up for Saturday's finale, where the modified champion gets 10 grand and the late model winner gets 30 grand. There are a lot of cars expected to participate over the next three days, and we could be in the 60s or low 70s each day just for late models. Names you'll see tonight include Ryan Unzicker, Ricky Thornton Jr., Brandon uh, Shepard, Bobby Pierce, Jason Fager, Tanner English, and Shannon Babb, among others. The tight confines of the dome track mean the elbows will be out and everything can and probably will happen. Tyler Carpenter has won the previous two shows uh, at Gateway with Bobby Pierce and Scott Bloomquist, also past winners. Doors of the building open today at 2 p.m. local time for fans. Cars will be on track at 3 p.m. All three nights are live on Flow Racing if you are not headed to St. Louis to watch in person. If you need a Flow subscription to watch, you can click my affiliate link below in the video description or any of the Flow Racing links over at DirtTracker.com. Make sure you're also following at Gateway Dirt on Twitter or Gateway Dirt on Facebook for updates all weekend long. And down in Florida, the XR Super Series is at Alltech for their final event of 2022. Racing doesn't start until tomorrow, but the track will be open later on tonight for practice. Even with so many late models at the Dome, the field at Alltech will be stout, so don't sleep on this one. Jonathan Davenport is expected, along with Tim McCready. We know Matt Shepard will be there in the big frog car. Plus, I've seen names like Jensen Ford and Clay Knight. And Kevin Rumley is also bringing his car, but not for Kyle Larson. Brandon Overton is slated to be in the Rumley car, but with a little bit of a change. Not the number six on the door as usual, but the number five. Uh, we'll talk more about XR on tomorrow's show, including a better list of drivers who are on the premises. 
Before we close out, the Chili Bowl dropped their first 100 entries yesterday. Brian Holbert tweeted that they went over 100 entries on the same exact day last year. So even with the high-profile departure of Kyle Larson, things are still progressing nicely for Tulsa in January. This first 100 entries includes the Cruz Pedregon cars uh, that I talked about uh, earlier in the week, plus Sammy Swindell and Logan Seavey in the Swindell cars. As I look through the list, you also see Justin Peck, J.J. Yaley, Ayrton Jenatin, Cody Swanson, uh, NASCAR driver Chase Briscoe, Noah Gass, Zach Dom, Jason McDougall, Jake Swanson, C.J. Leary, Alex Bowman, the three Bowman cars, Brent Cruz, Jerry Coons Jr., and Tanner Thorson. There's obviously a whole lot of other names here as well. The event may look and feel just a little bit different without a few of the big names, but there will be no lack of competition inside the Expo Center this year. If you want to see the full list, uh, it's kind of small on the screen, but if you want to see the full list, you can head over to ChiliBull.com. And as uh, more uh, entries come out and as more updates happen, you'll be able to find them there as well. There are five shows on the streaming schedule for today. Not bad for a Thursday in December. That includes the Gateway Dirt Nationals on Flow Racing. Uh, the live practice session for the XR Super Series at Alltech is on XR+. There's also racing from Perth Motorplex on Clayperview. To see the full daily streaming schedule with links to watch, visit dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. That's it for the show today. Have a good Thursday. Please hit that like button and subscribe to the show if you don't do that already. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow for more Dirt Tracker Daily.